0: and welcome to an episode of peer review loki edition i'm your host today a budget miss minutes tiffany and i'm joined by my lovely co-host alex
1: the last one was better
2: and matt you know what i think this one was actually better well done (laughs) this is so good
0: Audio listeners, I'm trying my best here to be a Miss Minutes. You know, he we are going to talk about a lot of things today. And my Miss Minutes might come in and out of this episode. No promises, though. But, you know, we are recording the day of the season finale of Loki that was streaming on Disney Plus, hot off the presses, have yet to talk to each other about the last episode. And, you know, when Miss Minutes comes out and talk about he who remains... Just, I'm ready to talk about He Who Remains, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I'm ready.
0: Okay, let's do this. So, first, going into it, you guys, what were your expectations walking into the Loki premiere of the show? Let's start off with Matt.
2: Are we in spoiler territory yet, or is like...
0: Oh, God. Good call. Good call. Sorry, friends. We are spoiler filled. Get on out of here. If you have not watched Loki, come back later. We'll still be here. Or if you just want to know our opinions and don't really care about the show, we'd love to have you listen and stay too. So here we go. Matt, expectations for Loki.
2: So my expectations were probably the highest out of the three Disney Plus shows that have come out so far like i was expecting to okay. love this show like i because i think loki is a great character i think tom hiddleston is a great actor for that character and every trailer that we got for it was like looks super fun um i thought there was going to be more time trial like time time travel aspect to it uh to where he's like going to little pieces of history like we had no idea what this show was even about uh, but my expectations were so high.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, Alex, what are your thoughts?
1: Similar to Matt, I had high expectations because also this is the only show of the three recent Marvel Disney Plus shows that I actually ended up watching in its entirety. So definitely, nice. I like the premise of it. You know, as Matt said, right, Loki is an interesting character in the world, in the MCU as uh, played by Tom Hilson, and also the idea of, right, in terms of multiple universes or time periods or timelines, what have you, whatever you want to call it, the fact that this show was dealing with that concept and also how that technically kind of plays in the stuff we've already seen, a la in Avengers Endgame, that was kind of my interest to say, okay, they've already played with this. Now, what else can they do with the idea of there being multiple universes?
0: Okay, and I remember you maybe speaking about a draw from a specific actor.
1: Oh yeah, I mean we'll get into that later. But when I heard Owen Wilson was casted to be in the show, wow, that got me. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, and and actually ended up really liking Sophia Di Martino. Uh, so good. So yeah, that was a good casting too.
0: Very strong. So um, for me, I'm kind of with. Both of you, if you were to ask me in uh, the winter of 2020, of the three shows, which are you most looking forward to or which one would you want to watch first? My answer was always Loki. Um, I had the strongest feelings for that character out of the five, you know, titled characters in the different shows, you know, Wanda and Vision, Bucky and um, Sam. I was all in on Loki and Um, I think my expectations were met. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I had some high expectations, but I I was loving every minute of the episodes. There were some, you know, kind of hit or misses for me, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, I like to start really positive because I'm such a fangirl, if you will. So let's talk about some of our favorite moments in the show you know, maybe something that really stood out to you. Some, some thing scenes that were maybe great character development, great lines. Uh, who would like to go first?
1: I would like to start, but I okay. want to start with something I didn't like.
0: No, Safe, fa- Matt. Do we do we start negative and then go positive? Hey, you know no, this is well, this is
2: your show, Miss Minutes. You you dictate <laughs> what the uh, the sacred timeline is for this episode. All right.
0: Oh good call, um, Alex. We will be holding all negativity till after this segment, please. So no negativity, please. <laughs>
2: Miss Minutes has spoken.
0: <laughs> or get ready to be pruned. Ooh. That was rough. <laughs> That was not good. I, I don't think Miss Smith ever
1: talks about pruning.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Alex, please. Also, she's
1: like a hologram, so she can't prune you herself.
0: Um, she apparently could get SWAT, and she avoided Loki's magazine rolled up okay oh so. but I
1: think that's just like the nature of it you know she doesn't want it
0: but, like who would just
1: stand there and let themselves get hit you know
0: so I'm I'm hearing that you liked miss minutes a lot that's what we're talking oh about yeah right
1: I, I mean miss minutes as a character you know even as small as the role she ended up playing you know by the end of it as well just the number of times she's appeared and also the amount of lines you had uh definitely just a great personality to kind of mix it up you know obviously she is beyond I guess, existence of these, you know, variants that live within the TVA and even at the end of time. And we still don't really know what she is or what, like what, like what is her existence actually means? Yeah. I have no Um, idea, but shout
0: out to Tara Strong, the voice actress for this character, man.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the visuals, not to say she's basic, but I mean, we've seen clock shaped characters in the past. I think there's a lot of Different versions and ones with more personality. Not going to name names, but you know, Cogsworth, shout out to you. Um, (laughs) Not going to name names, but but
0: one.
1: (laughs) But in terms of like the design, pretty simplistic, right? You know, clock with arms and legs, but yeah, definitely Tara Strong coming in, adding that I don't want to say like Valley Girl type accent, but you know, that type of personality to the character.
0: It was not Valley Girl, it was like Southern Southern Belle.
1: There yeah. you go. Whatever. Southern Bell. Have not you not been to listening to it. Tiffany? I don't know what she was trying to speak <laughs> as. You know. But anywho, uh, hey there, y'all. Yeah. That's Miss literally Minutes. how
0: she starts her lines.
1: This man's great character, and also I guess the the dynamic between you know ended up instead of uh, female Loki Sylvie and Loki proper. Uh, And just, you know, them playing off each other. And while, you know, still continuing the idea that they are technically the same character, you know, obviously they are from different origins and they travel different, you know, journeys. So Loki in name... And not even in name, because Sylvie ends up getting a name of her own. But then also, right, showing how divergent you can be because of just one moment, right, splitting you into a la like the end, where we just get that complete division of their what the future holds for the, each of them. So definitely a good, uh, a good uh, interaction between the two of them.
2: So good, so is, so good. Is I agree that all you like? Everything that you just <laughs>
1: said. I don't, just to adjust that. No, but I think it's hard for me to parse through it because I feel like a lot of things have happened, but I feel like we're going to go into it more okay, that's fair. get through the, the breakdown. So I'll, I'll bring things up as they get involved.
0: Bra- okay, Matt.
2: So I agree with everything Alex said, but you know what? We're jumping right to the end. I'm talking about my favorite moment was finally in an MCU show where it actually has some sort of effect to the mcu as a whole like all of these are going to have some sort of effect i'm not saying Wandavision and falcon and the winter soldier is not going to have effect not saying that but this is a show where when someone watches the mcu they have to now watch this show because without this show the future and we'll talk about the future i'm sure of you know phase four and beyond of the mcu and what this means for it but this show, I feel like, is now a bottleneck of, you know, the the Infinity Sega with, like, Thanos as the big bad. And finally, we get a bad guy that, to us, is a huge mystery right now. But he basically got 30 minutes of camera time, lead up, mm-hmm. at least, to background, to know where this guy comes from. Starting with Thanos, with getting a post-credit scene where we first saw Thanos, this is, like, such a great way to announce this big bad that we're probably going to see in the MCU from here on out. Kang the Conqueror as the big bad guy was my best case scenario. Like me and Tiffany had talked about this last week. Like, who were you thinking? We were thinking Kang, but Tiffany has been hurt too many times with Mephisto yep. and WandaVision. She was like, no, I'm not even going to think about it. But I was holding out hope, because I was like, if Kang doesn't happen, this is just going to be another WandaVision, where it's like, okay, that was a cool story, I guess we'll wait for the big movie to come out to hold our hands to the finish line. But boom, we got a show that wasn't afraid to like make huge narrative advances in the MCU, and it was Kang the Conqueror, and I could not be more happy about it. I'm glad they didn't throw it away with just like a Loki variant, which would make sense, but having all these easter eggs about Kang it would have driven me crazy if they didn't actually go for it because i feel like then they would just be screwing us over
0: yeah i mean i'm not even just like it wasn't even i was not one of the people that really wanted mephisto but i was one of the people when um monica rambo was like i know an aerospace engineer for the job and i was like oh my god it's reed richards it's the fantastic four or when um quicksilver from Foxmen k- showed up and I'm like, Oh my God, they're integrating Fox into the MCU. You know what I mean? Like I was really hoping big things mm-hmm. and we- yeah. Fox X-Men.
2: Oh, okay. and, and then it was I a Ralph Boner a joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then it was a Ralph Boner joke. And then, like, I heard from so many news outlets, Kevin Feige himself saying, WandaVision, the end of WandaVision will directly lead into the multiverse of madness. No one said that about Loki. And I'm absolutely shocked if they were just trying to keep the plot like under lock and key. But literally, like, a lot of the Twitter memes I've been seeing um, today were like, who we thought was going to start the multiverse of madness versus who actually is going to start the multiverse of madness which is like a photo of Wanda versus a photo of like Sylvie. You know what I mean? Like yes
1: and no because I think the when he said that it made it seem like the ending of WandaVision leads into the beginning of Multiverse of Madness. Like that like timeline-wise that seems to be the progression. So I think he's still right in that he didn't say WandaVision causes Multiverse of Madness just when you watch it you want to chronologically watch like the end of WandaVision because what happens there then proceeds to be whatever happens or leads into that because technically with what happens and just to go back and say another thing I do I enjoy you know agreeing with Matt love the stakes of the ending well done steak fantastic tastes Mm. delicious um (laughs) But it's the fact that we don't know when this occurs, right? Because, yes, this has happened, but obviously the TVA existing beyond time. Yeah. And the fact that we saw on the graph that I don't know what they call it, but all the timelines branching uh, past the uh, limits of uh, stability that um, Hunter and I forget her Hunter identification, but the B-15. Hunter and. Yeah, and Mobius were watching. Yeah. Um, yeah, this could be whenever. And so the fact that, yes, technically, this is the, uh, let's say, nexus event that causes the multiverse of madness. This can happen whenever. So I don't think anyone was wrong or not wrong in saying, like, vision leads into that. It's just that I just, this is happening beyond time.
0: What I mean is it's like I feel like a lot of people might be hella confused. Mm-hmm. like if they don't watch the show or watch this, at least those last episode. Right.
1: And I think this is the problem with any extended media where if you're relying on a viewer to watch distinct things that are related to each other, that's going to be on a personal basis, right? Like, and we'll get into this later, you know, as we, T- hopefully towards the end of the discussion when we talk about if we recommend this or not but right it is that thing of it's up to the viewer to decide whether or not they want to watch each each of these individual things like for me i didn't really care about wandavision or falcon and the winter soldier ended up not watching any of falcon and winter soldier not even one second of it you know i've only seen trailers of it and i only watched the ending of wandavision but you know this being something i was more interested in this being loki Ended up watching the whole thing, and it was a great ride.
0: Yeah, so I guess let me backtrack a little bit about what I really loved about the show. I loved getting more Loki backstory. I'm all about Loki. I loved Alligator Loki. So funny. Classic Loki. Great character growth. He made me really care about him. This character I met at the beginning of the episode and at the end of the episode. I was like, no. Like, very sad when he had his uh, moment, like, getting smashed by Eliath. i also very much enjoyed seeing lady sif show up in the mcu for the first time in like five plus years eight plus years it was really great seeing her i really like a little cameos like that to make it really feel cohesive um that's one of my favorite things about all these disney plus shows and yeah owen wilson killed it Mm -hmm. as mobius his bromance With Loki was amazing. You know, I thought that only... I only had Thor and Loki in my heart. Now I have Mobius and Loki. Wow. They're adorbs. (laughs) Wow. You know, y'all, friendship... Oh, God, never mind. I'm like trying to, like... You're pushing it.
2: I like yeah, how I really am. committed you are to the hey, y'all. But then after you say hey, y'all, you're like, you just go downhill. Yeah, yeah she's just... so embarrassed that she can't continue.
0: Yeah, there's only she's certain things. The it's
1: maximum like... stability limit, so we have to correct the timeline.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's like, welcome to the TVA. Someone The pruter. time variance authority. You know? <laughs> also, aesthetic of the whole thing. Lo- Honestly, just... From start to finish, like the ride was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm sure we'll get into a little more deep discussions about. I really, what we like, really loved
2: when they got to the timekeepers. They were like animatronic. Yeah. And Sylvie and Loki had this great moment previously to make like a nexus, nexus event, and mm-hmm. they were like having this touching moment. And the end of the episode is Loki getting pruned. Yeah, and I was. I was so shocked by that, and yeah. because at this point we're we're thinking that the pruning was it. That's how you die was yes. getting pruned. and that I, I felt like that was like so perfectly paced. I feel like there was so many episodes like that. I don't think every episode was perfectly paced, but the, the episodes that were the best ones were ones that were just like a beautiful orchestra, like hitting the right marks at the right time. And honestly, I was at the edge of my seat as much as you can be at like four or five a.m. in the morning.
0: Yeah. I mean, episode four is the one where he gets pruned. And that was the very first only episode with an mid credits after credits scene, like a mid credit scene um, meeting the other variant Lokis. I mean, I really love the concept of variants too. the whole concept. I mean, it, it really opens up the world of possibilities and I'm here for it. Um, What are some things that could have used some work? Um, Alex, I'll let you have the floor since you really had. Oh, God. I mean, you guys
1: might need to interrupt me with some of your thoughts on these because they might overlap. But I got got three major things I did not like.
0: Okay. Okay. Three
1: three major things I want to cover. So first, the very first episode, which I'm now looking at the title, Glorious Purpose, I think was not a great introduction to the series and that's because and i know you know just to briefly summarize it it's the fact that we are identifying that this version of loki is the version of loki from infinite or i guess it's the first avengers avengers 1. Yeah, yeah avengers 1 where it's after the battle in new york and he's been captured and then but he escapes with the tesseract and then obviously he ends up you know getting caught by the uh, tva and then this is the loki that we go on this entire journey with up until the end of the season And I think their attempt to get us to, quote unquote, catch up this Loki, but also say, hey, we're catching up this Loki because we basically need to pretend to reintroduce this character to you because we're also introducing the character because this is technically a different Loki is something that I like for story purposes, but I didn't think needed to be a whole episode. I think it just took too much time to say, hey, this is... You know, I'm looking at it too. I mean, it doesn't take the whole 52 minutes, but it's like 45 minutes of being like, This is who you are, Loki. This is what you've done. This is what you're all meant to be. And then also be like, You know, you as the viewer, you should feel bad for this version of Loki because he's now realizing like all he's meant to be. And maybe he wants to be on a different path, but like he's just doomed to be this trickster that's forever to be alone. But I just didn't think it needed to be a whole episode.
2: I feel like there's this, like, phrase that some people on another podcast that I listen to talk about, when they talk about Christopher Nolan films, they say, time takes time. So if your movie is about time, or time travel, or time manipulation, it's going to take time to introduce the audience to the concept, and so that's why, like, with Inception, or The Prestige, or any of, like, my favorite Christopher Nolan films, the first, like, third of the movie like 40 40 to an hour is all dialogue like if you go back and watch it it's all dialogue explaining these very complicated concepts and then the later half of the movie they're so strong because they've laid down such a foundation in one movie and so like i felt like episode one was just that foundation where since this is such a complicated concept of variance like the layman Maybe that doesn't watch many things that deal with time and manipulation may not want to have a speed run maybe they want the extra bit of time like I felt like it was it was necessary to set up the series for where they were going like I get the the gripe, but honestly, I don't know what else they would put in the episode to fill it out if they sped through it because I feel like it needed some time to breathe, but that was just my thoughts
0: yeah i I enjoyed the first episode. I mean, I, gr- I do have to say that I was like, wait, no, that's it. I mean, because like, you know, obviously I'm not a normal fan. I'm, I'm a super fan. Super you fan. Know? I'm a super fan. So I didn't need the groundwork. I already cared about him. But I still enjoyed the episode because we also got to meet Mobius. And we got to see the TVA. That's where we saw all the box of Infinity Stones that are just toys. And it really grounded how or like was a slap of reality Showing Loki that what we thought was like the ultimate power is nothing but child's playthings. Yeah. So I liked seeing that dichotomous, um, like power struggle there.
2: I felt like so, that was like a sign of, oh yeah, you guys thought that these Infinity Stones were the worst thing. Like whatever is happening next in the MCU is going to make the Infinity Stones seem like little mere
1: trinkets. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like
0: yeah, it's almost like hold my beer. Yeah. Like, exactly. Just, yeah. <laughs> Alex, what was the second thing on your list?
1: That's a good point you bring up because my second point is we never really were explained what the TVA is and why the stones don't work there, and I think that's part of like the development where they talk about this is a right, the time variance authority is a place that I guess exists beyond time, and so you're not in a universe or you're oh, not in a, like, that's a good point. it like it's. It's just the question of saying, okay, I like the premise to say these are trinkets, right? The infinity stones which supposedly had literal Cosmic I guess, power. Yeah, yeah, cosmic power to alter existence as we know it are now these, you know, paper weights that the TVA workers used to um, to <laughs> yeah. hold their papers down. But there was never that explanation. And I feel like that's something I wish could have been flushed out more. I know we kind of got some sort of explanation in the final episode. But even then, it didn't really say, like, how. Like, I got the why. I got, like, why does the TVA exist and the idea of, like, what's behind it. But I kind of wish I knew a little bit more of the inner machinations of it. Because they also showed, you know, as beautiful as it is in the first episode, the whole... I guess, living space of, like, beyond the TVA, right? Like, the whole, like, civilization. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that we don't get to see. So, I'm like, there's a whole group of people, like, living in this time beyond time or something. I'm like, I I felt like we could have used a little bit more there, or I wish we could have used a little bit more. It just kind of felt like, oh, I'm super interested in this. And now it's a loose hanging thread that wasn't addressed in this season could be addressed in the future who knows
0: yeah um, i guess that's true because like i i always wondered if they like you know excuse my pun clock out like we hey. see them like eat and stuff but i'm like they're never like get some sleep man like we'll we have to tackle this tomorrow you know what i mean like we never saw like restful periods for people i guess so like, i mean Nodius i am is just
2: drinking some like whiskey like is it five o'clock somewhere <laughs> like yeah. in the timeline i guess
0: yeah, yeah. So I am, you know, I am a little bit more intrigued about the TVA. And, and like, yeah, I'm very curious about where it is. Yeah. Like, I don't know where. Like, people people think, like, is it in the quantum realm? You know? Like, we mm. don't know.
2: Because it could be really cool. Because the nice thing about Kang at the very end, it, he was, like, right next to the sacred timeline, which is, like, really strange to me. Yes. Like, they never – that was kind of one of my things. It's like – so how does one occupy space outside of the timeline? And I I don't know if that will ever be explained, but that was just strange seeing the timeline literally in the distance changing as like more things were happening.
0: Yeah. And as you also bring that up, one of the things I didn't like in, in the last episode was the character, Jonathan Major's character, Kang, or he's never named himself as king, but mm-hmm. he's king. He's like, oh, oh, here we are. It, I don't know what's going to happen now. And I'm literally like, wait, what? Like, he just said, like, something ha- He's like, oh, now I don't know what's going to happen. I'm like, wait, why? Like, nothing the happened threshold. for no, you to I, say that something, now you don't know what's going to happen.
1: It was him explaining everything to the Lokis. So I think that was, like, the burden shift of after he's explained everything then now he's like it's really up to their choice now like he's like time has caught up to where he knew and has traveled and experienced and now we are going as he said right the threshold we're going beyond the threshold of what he's done and so now he's like oh wow I don't know what's going to happen right it's like it's up to you it's up to you too Right, or I guess you, you know, as them being one, but
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: uh, I th- that that was my interpretation. I, I like that aspect of that interaction to be like, "Hey, I'm the guy that notes everything." Here, are, like the pieces of paper, it's kind of also a callback to the TBA when yeah. Loki first gets admitted. <laughs> yeah, and then the guy at the, behind the desk says, "Please sign these papers confirming this is everything you've ever said." And yeah, then the, and then Loki says like, "What?" And then he like prints out another piece of paper. And says, yeah, Man. it's <laughs> yeah. like this too.
0: I also argue that he's he should have like a thousand more papers than just that stack because he talks a lot. But mm-hmm. that's just me. Um, okay, Alex. The they third use like thing, nine point font. Nine. Point. What's the third thing on your list? Like All right, negativity. third thing.
1: Also related to what you mentioned with the interaction with Kang, Sylvian, uh, Loki, Loki in the Citadel at the end of time was their kiss. I was. I honestly, I mean, they kind of hint at it. They talk about some sort of, you know, narcissistic, sick, demented love when Mobius is interviewing Loki post uh, them being pulled from Lamentis. And, you know, there's obviously some uh, hints at it uh, from Kang when he's talking to the two of them saying like, oh yeah, I saw that look at the crater that you two gave each other, you know. Ooh, how saucy, yada, yada. But the fact that they can, I mean... It makes sense in terms of the whole, right, like the whole falling in love with yourself, whatever. But also I'm like, this didn't need to happen. I thought it was very out of place. Also, it's very weird because it, then it's the idea of like, is that incest? I don't know. Can you have incest with yourself? Not to say that they <laughs> went that far, but there's just, it, it, like gets, it reaches a level Alex where Alex asking I, the
2: right questions.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying it gets to the level of- I understand, I guess she's Sylvie's just trying to distract Loki to then right, expel him through the Tempad to send it back to the TVA so she can enact the choice that she's made, that she's committed to for the past, who knows how long she's been on the run. But I just didn't think that... The kiss was just random, right? It's like one of those things where it didn't fit the scene. I understand it was a means to the end, you know, let's get Machiavellian up in here, but... I didn't like the choice to do that in particular. It just felt weird.
0: I mean, I I was kind of on the fence. I honestly was trying to ignore it. Like the all season. I don't know. I was just, I didn't know how to handle it. I was like, Oh, are they, are they in love with each other? And then Owen or Mobius going like, you're in love with each other. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, I like how they're just, you know, addressing that head for, you know, head on. And then, you know, they have that moment with the snuggly blanket. That's not so snuggly. Um, And, I was like, wait, are they really trying to do it? And then I kind of forgot about it because with Kang, I was just like really in. I was like, oh, my God. And they're fighting and like seeing Loki, like really distraught, saying like, Sylvie, I believe him. And I think we need to we need to decide, like, if we can tackle, you know, if we can maybe take care of the TVA because this is going to be monstrous because Loki's literally gone through character growth about wanting to dominate earth and now thinking about the universe and everyone's lives in it and seeing him. God, it was just, you know, honestly, Alex, like, I think I'm okay with the kiss. I think I'm okay with it. I'm it not is the, the biggest of fan because how
1: brief it is? Like they don't linger on it too long. It's yeah. just that I like when you you have to, you know, you take the series for what everything it shows you and they yeah. decided to put that in there. They could have just hugged. Like I don't like what's the difference between the kiss and a like loving embrace? Because like the kiss deep, like bear hug.
0: It threw him. Like he's like, "Oh my god, she loves me maybe mean, Did, maybe did together, they ever
1: hug? I don't think they ever hugged. So a hug would have surprised him too.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, just, I don't
1: not. So I just want to set the record straight for listeners out there. I'm not fully offended by this. I just think there are better ways they could have done it. And it just fell out of place to me. Hmm.
0: Matt, what is your opinion?
2: It's like Kanye loving Kanye. You know what I mean? Like it's just <laughs> a way of life.
0: Okay. Like once you
2: once you get full narcissist, you can't go back. I thought it was actually pretty funny, like the full thing. Because it was like, of course, the only person he could ever love is himself. Mm. And so, uh, like, it was kind of poetic. Uh, but it is in the end. He ends up alone. So
0: that was so my heart. Broke that kind of sucks Yeah. Especially when Mobius was like, calm down. Like, who are Let's let's like, let's figure it out. Where which Which division are you from? like that moment no like he's like literally like the this person that I thought I had a connection with mm-hmm. chose to murder this person and then I come back to my other friend and he's not my friend yeah. I'm li- who where where am I where even am I like man I was like I was thrown by that the so this really leads into this last episode, you guys. Like, what can you believe? Like, can you just even believe that this happened? Like, Alex didn't really know who Kang the Conqueror was. Um, Throughout the show, I was, like, kind of telling him, like, oh, people think it might be Kang. It might be Kang. And, you know, I was just, I'm really happy, actually, that it turned out to be Kang because, like you said, Matt, it really meant that this show was a turning point. For the yeah. whole universe like that was great like i'm like yeah it meant something yeah like we're gonna see kang again you know he was originally announced for ant-man in the wasp three quantum mania and that's where i thought we're gonna see him um and but we saw him here we, we met a version of kang here you mm-hmm. guys we're not gonna see the same kang again or maybe we will who knows right um but what was your favorite part of the last episode
2: I think Kang. Like, Kang was okay. the part that I was very happy about. At first, I didn't know how to deal with his personality. Like, he was oh. very flippant, and he was, like, very, like, jovial. And that mm-hmm. just, like, I, I know nothing about King. I okay, have seen same. him as this conqueror, as this serious stoic. But when I started paying attention, like, this is just a variant of Kang. And mm-hmm. so I'm interested to see when Jonathan Majors comes back and he plays Kang the Conqueror, will he be this jovial guy or will he be more of a stoic, like more alpha, I'm conquering all these people instead of this guy who basically out-tricked everybody and figured a way to become the last one. And so like it, it'll be really interesting once we start getting into like the Multiverse of Madness, which I'm sure he's in, uh loki season two which i'm sure he's in like what his character is going to be like and is it going to be that same personality but i think everything uh, he was just a very smart character and i just i loved every minute even from when he got stabbed and he's like see you soon and he winks and he dies and i was like who is this like this <laughs> is a madman and i i want more of this whatever this is i want more of it because it's not like it's high time that we finally get like a high intellect instead of just like a brute force because thanos like of course he had some intellect but thanos was like i will beat you guys to the ground i will kill you all Mm -hmm. and like to me like that's interesting to a point but what I find way more interesting is someone that will outthink all the heroes. And you really have to outsmart them. And I can't wait. I can't wait for him to see if he is the big bad. Or if he's just kind of like an Ultron or something else.
0: Yeah, I mean, just think about too. Like, how long has he been alone in his Citadel, you know? Yeah. Like, with only missed minutes. I was also... It was very interesting when he walked... When he when Loki and Sylvie walk into the, like, foyer, there are four statues of, K- of Kang. And, and then of them like, destroyed. Yeah, one of them destroyed. I was like, what does this mean? I'm curious. This has to mean something. Um, Alex, what were your thoughts on Kang being the the big bad? or
1: So I know you explained it to me, like, as we were watching it. So slightly I was spoiled on it, I guess. I don't know. This is, like, the issue of, like, knowing more beyond the source material of like what the show's showing you. And I think that does alter the perception of it. So mm-hmm. like, I kind of wish I went into it not knowing all the conspiracy theories. Cause right. I'm not into the comics at all. I don't really like look beyond what the MCU shows me. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe going to the future, I might put a more strict roadblock on beyond of what the MCU is showing me in terms of what we talk about, uh, just so I can have maybe a more pure experience. But Knowing that, what I really liked, I like Kang. I, I did enjoy that personality. I think that's the type of personality you have of the person that says, I know everything and it doesn't matter what you do because it's all within the bounds of what's like going to happen. And mm-hmm. so he has that attitude because he's going off and being like, you can do whatever you want. We can still play this game. You can pretend to try to whack me with your metal blades but you know i'm just gonna teleport or time travel or i don't know what like warp out of existence back into existence somewhere else and be like you think you're trying to kill me but in reality this is all according to my plan right it's like i know these there's it's a binary decision you kill me i'm conquering everything i'm coming back baby or if you don't kill me then you too can just handle the TVA for the rest of time um but what I really liked in combination with that was Ravona's final appearance in that episode, saying when Mobius asks her, Where are you going? And she says, I'm going in search of free will. And I think there's a lot of implications there of her being connected to King in that regard as well to say she's, you know, married to him, right? Husband and wife, but also she's very much a a tool slash like partner in this to be like, she's going out there to these worlds and also seeking like, where can we strip the free will away? Right. In order to implement like order and stuff. Right. So I really like that dynamic where she ended up also being equally important and intimidating too, because right. I mean, she acts as quote unquote judge Renslayer the whole time, but that final scene before walking into the, the portal through the temp pad, I was like, huh. Because I'm interested in the fact that this is after, right, Miss Minutes had downloaded files to her tempad pad saying he thought these files would be more interesting. Yeah. So I'm also interested, what were the files that Kang sent her via her temp pad and what caused her to go down this path?
0: Yeah, and I'm also curious because like, in the comics, they're husband and wife, but I was like, how much are they actually in a relationship here? You know what I mean? Like, because also what's nice is when we saw the um, beginnings of Sylvie's like introduction or introduction to the TVA as a child, we saw that Renslayer was a hunter, you know? So she somehow like got promoted. So all that like I'm just there's so many questions like Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad they announced a season two. love the way they announced it with a little stamp on the file say Loki will return for season two. I'm here for it and I'm excited about it. Like, you know, so overall, I love this show. I love this show. And we're getting to one of the best segments is this a recommended experience for our audience? And I'm going to go first. You're listening to this episode. I'm going to assume you've already watched it, but I, I need you to yell to the rooftops that everyone should watch this show. I 100% recommend this show. I, I love the show. The journey was great. The character development was great. I want to see more Mobius. I want to see Hunter B-15. I want to see more Kang. I want to see Sylvie. I need more. I'm excited for the implications of the future Marvel movies coming out. Hundo P recommend Loki Season one. Matt, do you recommend this experience?
2: You know, I am right there with you. I think this is by far the best MCU TV show. and and by a long shot, I'd feel like I feel like I agree. Overall, this hit a very high note for the longest period of time. Um, And the low notes weren't really that low. Like, Mm -hmm. looking back, WandaVision was, like, very convoluted. And uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier had a lot of lulls in the middle. Like, there were definite kind of negatives. And Loki, I'm just... I have a hard time thinking of many negatives um, that I can't explain away. And so, for this, like, if you are an MCU fan at all, if you are one of those fans that, oh, I'm only watching the movies... This is a six episode series that will take you just give it like two or three nights where you just watch maybe a couple episodes each night to just catch up on it. Because I feel like this is that bottleneck where everything is going to come from this now. Like I, ha- I still haven't seen Black Widow um but you know that kind of happened in the past like this is this is the most this forward is now yeah this is like the most current mcu and i feel like if you're interested in watching the movies from here on out like you have to watch this and it's honestly a great time like it's not a chore at all i i fell in love with the characters and i think it, it's just a fantastic film with a great villain finally or sorry alex? not film tv oh. show
0: <laughs> tv show alex Um, As the more even-tempered Marvel fan of the group, what do you recommend?
1: Yeah, so having only watched the MCU movies and this being the only, I guess, MCU TV show that I fully watched, uh, I'd recommend this. I 100% recommend this, especially just watching it by itself. I think... More than just it playing into the implications of what the future of the MCU is, right? Like what, phase four? Phase four. Phase four and maybe phase five. I don't know how many phases are going to stick together for this. but
0: For all time.
1: Yeah. Beyond just what this extended story means beyond Loki, right? Because obviously this is going to play more than just into Loki season two. I think this is a good show just by itself. So even if you're not attached to the MCU at all, I think this could be something you can watch and enjoy by itself, right? We start at the beginning. They do a lot of recapping about who this character is and what they stand for and also getting you to like them. And I think that character has a journey that you can follow all the way to the end with the last episode. And even if this is where you stop, I think this is still a good journey and there's good character development, good dialogue, good growth. And then I think that really makes it more of an enjoyable show to me because it can stand alone more than it just being another cog in the MCU machine. So definitely recommend it as, as its own show and also as a show for MCU fans out there. But obviously, if you're listening to this, I'm more than likely to sure you watched it. So yeah, there's that.
0: So... You know, one of the other topics or the last topic that we talk about for the show is what do we expect in season two or what would we like to see in season two? And um, I really want to see more like I just need to see Loki tackle like the situation and see what he's going to do. I also want more answers about the TVA. As we talked about, you know, like how did they, wh- which timeline is he in? What's happening? Like, is he going to spend a whole season trying to figure out where he's at? You know what I mean? Like, this is wild. I don't, can mm-hmm. temp Well, no, Tempads do navigate people through different multiverses, but, or different universes and stuff. But I, I, you know what? Like, I, I just have so many questions. Mm-hmm. Like, where did they get the technology for it? Where, you know, where is he at? Kang is ominously a statue in that particular TVA. So is this good Kang? Is this bad King? Is he, like, in the middle of hiring people? You know, is he, um, like, being a complete dictator? Is this early on in the TVA? Is this later in the TVA? Mm-hmm. You know, is this, like a few years before stuff goes you know what i mean like what i just have a lot of questions i need more mobius and loki to be friends again i um i really need mobius on a jet ski i would love kid loki to show up in this show um yeah just so many things
2: yeah um i at least need owen wilson to say wow at least once in season 2 of Loki and then that the rest is fine um but you no know, i think I, I i don't know the implications is with Mobius character at the very end he's like what is he thinking like why and like they're looking at the branches so it's making me think that they're almost at like the worst scenario where maybe this is when different multiverses are invading other multiverses and Mm -hmm. i would love to see like some just like large scale battles of like multiverses getting taken out uh just like all together like branches just erasing and so loki's kind of like looking at like why this is happening i would also selfishly because i love loki as a character selfishly i i want loki to make his way back to the sacred timeline at the end of this season because i would love to see Loki come back to like the MCU that we know and be a, a character there and like be someone that can be seen in other uh, properties cuz like Loki season 2 I'd be really sad if Loki season 2 ends with Loki dying because mm-hmm. he's so he's so great. He's so great. So those are kind of the things I'm looking forward to. But honestly I just want to see more Kang. I I have the same curiosities that
1: you guys are talking about. So, the one thing that I want to see and that I don't want to see is the first episode of Loki trying to reestablish a friendship with Mobius. I do not want a whole episode <laughs> Dedicate to that, these are right because obviously, him being in this new version of the TVA with him with Mobius not knowing who he is, and also the fact that the King's Sentry, as Tiffany mentioned, yeah, where is this right? Because technically, I guess there's still the other TVA where Mobius and B15 yeah. are, like, yeah, so it's like different TVAs in existence, right? And now we're getting to the whole like multiple timeline, multiverse type shenanigans, so yeah, definitely. I want him to just be there, maybe get arrested, throw in a cell, escape, and like go to the proper timeline. I just don't want them to try and like rebuild this friendship with a different version of Mobius. Or we could have like him befriend this Mobius, and then the two Mobiuses meet, and then we just have you know two Owen Wilsons and one Tom Hilston, and it's like you know a wow party. I don't know, just like make (laughs) a wow. Like maybe that's when he'll say wow, Matt. It's when, yeah. The, each version of Moby's meets each other, and they're just like. Wow. Oh
0: my gosh! <laughs> and then so the good. universe breaks because of the echo. <laughs> so, like, did so the moment King died and all the branches were starting. Is it because he stopped writing the the timeline? I still don't like. I need that Who answer knows? too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But the the other thing that I want to see. In that also, I don't want them oh to see God. each other. So, the fact that I what I feel like, right, with this being a season one and season two, so you know, distinctly these are connected, right? These are a continuous story. I felt season one of Loki acted as a you know, that dynamic duo. You know, shout out to that episode of the podcast. Of Loki and Sylvie working together, trying to, you know, achieve their goals at the end. And then now we have this schism between the two of them where they're now separated once again. So obviously Sylvie's still in the Citadel at the end of time. Mm-hmm. And supposedly she still has access to that gauntlet hand thing that yeah. Kane mm-hmm. was using. So like I don't know if gloves. that's too, stu- yeah, I don't know accessory. if it still works or what, but I hope season two keeps them separated and we follow their journey separately. I want them to continue along their individual paths and grow separately. And I, maybe at the end they come together, but yeah, I, I think that'll make for an interesting storyline to say, here's what's happening with Loki. Here's what's happening with Sylvie. Here's like them crossing. And then also them acknowledging that, right. To say like, Maybe things happen that Sylvie does that Loki has to do with and vice versa. And they're like, you know, they like are cursing each other into the void of nothingness because they can't directly interact. But it's kind of a fun like dynamic where they're still working together, but they're working together like off of what the other person's doing. Um, So I I think that would be a fun way of telling season two story while keeping them both relevant. I just I hope they don't throw Sylvie away and it just becomes a Loki show again. Like, I, I want her to continue to play a role.
0: Yeah, I can get behind that, Alex, honestly, because also Sylvie chose to dump Loki, you know, she needs to live with her consequences of potentially this war and the fact that she's freaking alone in a void of time with an enchanted storm cloud monster. Mm. You know? Like what are maybe Kid Loki's gonna show up and be like, what have you done? You know? Like Why well, Why are you so
1: obsessed with Kid Loki? I don't I, want him cooked. I want back.
0: I actually want Gator Loki. I, want I don't want Gator Loki.
2: Honestly, I, I didn't really like Kid Loki that much.
0: I just felt... When Which like, I know that they're going to do like the
2: Young Avengers and like he's rumored to be a part of it. And yeah. I'm like, Ugh, why?
0: I just... He was like I the least like the interesting
2: Loki there. No, the I'll least take...
0: interesting Loki was the boastful Loki.
2: I, I don't know. I don't know. I really like the President Loki. <laughs> and he got his hand chopped off or bit off so funny by the
0: superior loki alligator loki
2: Uh, but classic loki is the best that was the best casting yeah so good
0: i really like that um i just like kid loki i also like am curious about his backstory of how he killed thor why he killed thor like what like what happened there you know i don't know i want to know more about these characters or these
2: you just really Hmm. want it to be about the snake biting
0: yeah and you I want do. it to be that story yeah i do want it to be that story he's like and loki knows that i love snakes and then he turned into a snake and then it bit and then he changed and then he stabbed me or whatever yeah or like <laughs> all right
1: watch out chris hemsworth <laughs> <laughs> someone's let coming me, after your voice acting yeah talent. let me
0: i can voice you in what if we can do some re reta- reshoots Ooh, you know nice yeah um, okay. I'll, I'll, the listeners don't have to listen to any more b- my budget voice acting. Uh, I'm just gonna, we're gonna wrap up. You know, this was our thoughts on Loki on Disney plus all three of us a resounding recommended experience. You know, please let us know what you loved about Loki by writing in to rxp.gmail well, rxp.podcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at rxp underscore podcast. We'd love to hear what you loved about the show. If you did not like the show, please do not write in. Um, My um, very fragile heart cannot take any discourse about the show (laughs) of the year. Okay? Negative discourse. Negative discourse. Negative discourse. I I will listen to other people's opinions about things that they loved about the show um and with that (gasps) y'all that was our peer review episode bye-bye wow